0: Okay, now I'm ready to start my message. You may or may not know why we did that little demonstration, but it will come clear momentarily. But first of all, let me just say uh, thank you once again for being here. Um, and uh, we're right in the middle, or not in the middle, but we've uh, we've started our series. Now, last Sunday I, it happened that I wasn't here, uh, but Pastor Matt preached. It was an awesome message. Did you enjoy the message from last week? Wasn't it awesome? Okay, 14 people out of this group. Come, anyone else thought it was all right? I thought it was great. I listened to it online. You know, if you missed it, that's what you can do. You just go to our website. And, you know, I think the Filipino section needs to move over here somehow. But anyway, if come on, the water's fine over here. Anyways, uh, we, we started this series called Greater Than. And the focus for this, this part of the series, this part of the year, is that God is greater than a lot of different things we're going to be talking about. And the scripture that we're using as a jumping, out, jumping off point is in uh, uh, Psalm 145 and verse 3. And it says this, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. The greatness of God is unsearchable. We are going to take probably five messages on this subject, and we won't scratch the surface of the greatness of God. However, we're going to uh, share with you some things that we f- believe are important at this particular time. Uh, last week, Pastor Matt mentioned uh, and Todd uh, gave us those six different attributes of God. Um, now if, if you took notes that's you have the advantage but what are some of the attributes of God from last week's message real quick omnipotent that means God is all powerful right is there another word that you heard last omnipresent and that is that God is everywhere and someone over here said omniscient that means God knows everything eternal now that might not been a, was that on the list that was the first one. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Rowan, he's he, I got to watch my back. He's really he's really sharp. He's going to be reading for me in a minute. One more. Immutable. He doesn't change his mind. Wow, come on. He's just so consistent. And so we had the attributes of God. And and there were three points from Pastor Matt's message and uh, from the life of Stephen. The first one is that there's miracles all around you. And this word from Pastor John earlier talks about how that God just might be invading your life when you least expect it. There are miracles all around. When you're doing your just routine things, God is with you. Amen. I'm not going to finish preaching his message Anymore, but so today we're starting. Uh, we're, we're going to the next topic, and that is this that God is greater than sin. Amen. God is greater than sin, and it's a little bit of a maybe a little bit of a strange title, but I believe that this can be a life changing message for you. And as we go into it, so I, I want to encourage you. You know, I'm responsible for preaching the Word. You're responsible for listening to what the Holy Spirit is going to say and have a heart that's open to God's Word. You're cold, but you got to respond a little bit, or this is going to take all day, okay? <laughs> all right. So sin, sin just means the most simple, the most simple definition of sin is missing the mark. And our best efforts, you know, we... You know, Rowan beat me. He he did a great job, but he missed the mark. I missed the mark. Every one of us, every one of us in our lives, we have missed the mark. You know, one of the things that we uh, we like to say, and I you may have said it this week, you may have said it this month, is nobody's perfect. You ever heard that? Yes. Well, that's true. But unfortunately, what people often mean by that is, well nobody's perfect and so don't bug me about messing up. <laughs> yeah. Especially you, God. But Jesus Christ has come into the world to save people who sin, yeah. sinners. Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sin. And we are we are here today because of the goodness of God. And the fact is, even though that, even though we have missed the mark, there's some good news. And I'm going to call on Rowan now to come up here. He's going to read the, the scripture from Romans chapter 5, starting in verse 15. And let's all just trust the Lord to speak to our hearts here today.
1: Hello. Um, so Romans chapter 5, verse 15 to 21. The sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For for Adam's sin led to condemnation, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. As people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Great job.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks, Rowan. Now, he can't decide if he wants to stay here and listen to my message or go to kids ministry or sit with his mom. I don't know. But anyway, the, the scriptures are so rich and so strong. And one of the great message parts of this message here uh, today is that God's grace is more than enough and bigger to deal with your sin and mine. No matter what you have done, there's people in this room that have done some very, very bad things. There's people in this uh, this room that have really, all you've done is maybe told a, a few white lies. But every one of us, I took that target down, but every one of us has missed the mark in our lives. And the Bible says that the wages or the result of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. There's nothing that you have done that cannot be dealt with by the cross of Christ, by the blood of Jesus. Every one of us needs a Savior. I, I was born and brought up in the church. And, and uh, you know, one time I, I did try to steal a stapler from the teacher in, in the shop class. And I got caught right away. And I had to tell my, I had to tell, uh, the the punishment was really brilliant. I had to write a a paper on why I stole it and have my parents sign it. (laughs) That was brilliant. Where's the teachers? Yeah, you you that are teachers, you you need to, to try that one. That's a good one. Anyways, you know, some of us have done really, really horrible things. Some of us have done maybe not so horrible things, but we've all missed the mark. A lot of folks that I've dealt with in, in my life and my ministry have uh, had addiction issues. And I tell them, listen, I'm, I'm a drug virgin. I've never taken recreational drugs. You know, I've never been drunk. But I still need a Savior. Yeah. Every one of us. We, that's the level field. That's the level playing field. That's the level ground. Every one of us has has something in our lives. Perhaps it's a lifestyle. Every one of us has that sort of tendency doesn't it, doesn't it bug you when you just, you get tempted to do stuff that's wrong? It bugs me. But the Bible says that, that we have this tendency in our flesh to go the wrong way. But God is greater than our sin. God is greater than our sin. Uh In Romans chapter 5, I think I'm on slide number 5. There it is. The sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many because we are part of Adam's race, because we are people, and nobody's perfect. Why is it that nobody's perfect? Well, why we have this tendency because sin entered the world through the sin of one person, and that was Adam back in the day. And he was a real person who lived in real time, He's not just a sort of a figment of someone's uh, lovely story. But even greater than that sin issue, even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other one, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is greater than Adam. And the thing that Adam did to the human race by introducing sin to us is not as great as Jesus Christ Death on the cross who gave us life through his death and, and resurrection. And we can know the goodness of God and we can rejoice because God's uh, given us his wonderful grace. Now, grace is one of those words that we actually have uh, to, at least two two women in the church called grace. And uh, we're not talking about how awesome they are. In fact, they are awesome. But this is not what we're talking about. The word grace is one of those Christian uh, Bible words, and it comes from a Greek word which means gift. Uh, the, word, the Greek word is charis, and it means gift. And so we call ourselves a charismatic church because of the gift. We believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and here's, here's the definition of charis, of, uh, okay? And it says this, that which affords joy and pleasure and delight and sweetness and charm and loveliness goodwill loving kindness and favor you got it yeah. <laughs> i don't know about you but i can't memorize that i had to write it down in my notes but there's a real easy way for us to understand what the word grace means it's a little bit trite but it actually helps it's because it's so simple and so easy and that the, words, the word grace, if you take the first letter of the, of the meaning, go to the next slide if you would, it means God's riches at Christ's expense. And so it's the grace of God that's come to us, which is bigger than any sin you have, than any, any problem you have, any t- tendency you have. God is greater. God's grace is greater than any s- sin that you can imagine. It's so good. God's grace has come. Grace is here. And grace has come. And God's grace and His gift of forgiveness has come through Jesus Christ. What Jesus did on the cross. Now there's a justice. There's a justice in the universe, in the cosmos. There's a justice in what God has has created. And that is this. Even though we deserve death, God will forgive us but not just because it doesn't matter. It's not just because, well, you know, nobody's perfect. Yeah. So just just let me off this time, will you? Come on. Nobody's perfect. You know. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. No, listen. The punishment for your sin and mine was actually imputed onto Jesus Christ when he died on the cross. Now, many people were crucified in those days. It's a horrible thing. But... The crucifixion of Christ and the people that were crucified under the Romans. And that is this. Jesus Christ was not just a man. He was also God. And he was able to bear, because he was God, and only because he was God, he was able to bear all of your sin and mine, and the sins of the whole world, and all of time, in all of creation. He bore the punishment for our sin. He took that death upon himself. And so that is why God is able to forgive us and still remain just. I mean after all if 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 you lived in some places in the world where people are doing horrible things to to just because they're Christians and people are are being tortured and and imprisoned and you know there's you feel a little chilly right now how about being in a in a Korean prison camp just because you're a believer right. with no heat and no warm food and on and on it goes. I'm not trying to make you feel so, you know, ashamed or anything. I'm just, just saying, there's people that are suffering and how is it just for God to forgive those who are doing that persecution? This is how it's possible for an, a just God to offer that forgiveness. Because all of that sin, all of our sin was placed on Jesus Christ once and for all. It's amazing. It's immense. And it's the grace of Almighty God. What's the next slide look like? Can you please put that up? Okay. So now here here's where I I leave um, chatting and, and just get in your face a little bit. Not only your face, but also help you in your life. Because God's grace is bigger than any of your sin. And you might think, well, you know, you don't know what I've done. And, and I, you know, I, I aborted my child or, you know, I, I did this, I did that, I did horrible things. I, I, you know, I kicked my cat, whatever it is that you're feeling guilty about. But God is bigger than any of your sin. And God is greater than any of your sin. God's grace never runs out. Romans 520, it says, it says this, and uh, it's up there if you want it. And by the way, this, the notes will be online as well if you want to uh, see them later uh, after on, after Tuesday. Uh, It says in Romans 5.20, God's law was given so people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, as the amount of sin increased, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. It's like, uh, you know, it's, it's like, well, if sin gets bigger, grace gets bigger. And sin gets bigger, grace gets bigger still. God's grace will never run out. God's grace will never run out. God is greater than your guilt. Yeah. Now, it says in Psalm 103, He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. God has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. You know, you can never get there. You can, If you go east, you can never arrive. You'll come back here sooner or later. Okay, If you go north, you can get there. There's a place on the planet where once you get there, go north as far as you can, then every step you take in any direction is south. Okay, because you can get to the north. You can get to the south. You can't get to east or west. That's one of the reasons why God said, as far as the east is from the west, so you have removed our transgressions from us. They're that far away. Like, it's infinite. They are you know and, and you know don't don't go there you know they're not going to come back at you from the back it's okay they're not going to it's it's the point is is that it's it, it's basically done it's a done thing we don't have to carry our guilt god is greater than our guilt i'm not talking about guilty feelings i will in a minute i'm talking about true guilt cuz you and i we might feel like well nobody's perfect so i don't feel guilty but that doesn't take away from the fact that we are guilty without a savior Let's make it all clear here. But I'm not here to try to make you feel like you're guilty. I'm trying to help you understand that what Jesus is has done is awesome and it's big. God is greater than any separation. God is greater than any isolation. God is greater than any loneliness. Because through the blood of Jesus Christ, we can boldly enter the holy place with Almighty God. And you might say, well, I need, you know, Jesus with skin on. Yeah, we, we probably do. But really, God's grace is enough for you. God's grace is enough. And I know, I know that I, I, I don't want to minimize, you know, loneliness. I don't want to minimize separation. But listen, you can come into God's presence. And he loves you and he welcomes you in his presence. In fact, he is omnipresent and he is a lot closer than you think. He's a lot closer than you think. In fact, he's as close as the mention of his name. There's an old song that we used to sing that that was like that. And the truth is, is that it's more, now I'm more aware of his presence. We sang that song earlier too. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. Let us become more aware of your presence because he is here. He's as close as your attention. We can focus on, nobody loves me. Or we can focus on, God loves me and he is here. And God is present with you. God knows your name. He knows your address. You know what I'm going to say, right? He knows your PIN number. He knows everything about you and he still loves you. How immense, how big is his life, is his love for us. It's greater than our separation. God is greater than our condemnation. Now, there's two things about condemnation. One is actually, uh, there's a bit of a misnomer out there in the Christianese world. And we use this uh, scripture in Romans 8, chapter 8, and verse 1, where it says, you know, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. A lot of times, we consider that condemnation as being guilty feelings. And that's really not the technical meaning of that scripture. Now, if you decide to use that and say that, don't be afraid to say it to me. I get it, okay? We understand that's what we say sometimes. That word condemnation is a lot bigger than my guilty feelings. It is the judgment, final judgment, saying, go away from me, I never knew you, and you will be, uh, you will be banished from the presence of God forever. That's what that word condemnation means. There is no, there is no condemnation a legal verdict, that's what that actually means. There's no guilty verdict in the courts of heaven for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Yes. However, let's not take away from the fact that sometimes, even though we have that and we know that, but we, sometimes we still feel, somehow we still feel g- condemned. Well, here it is. Here's your feelings verse in 1 John 3.20. If my heart condemns me, God is greater than my feelings. And he knows everything. That's what the Bible says. If your heart condemns you, if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. That's what the Bible says. If you feel that way, you can say, well, I feel that way, and I'm allowed to feel that way, and I'm just determined I'm going to feel that way. Okay. But God is greater than that. And if you want to turn your faith and your trust and your hope in God's abilities He is greater than your condemnation. Come on. on. This is really good. Man, I should just keep going all day. (laughs) God is greater. Wow, this is another big one. I'm just going to zip through these uh, because of time and you're chilly. God is greater than bondage. Romans uh, 6, verse 16, it says, You become the slave of whatever you choose to obey. And uh, there there are those that are in recovery, and God bless you if you are. And, uh, you know, you just don't take the first drink because that's the one that turns you into an addict, right? If you never take the first drink, you'll never be an an alcoholic. If you never take the the first, I guess it's called a toke. I've never done it, but they say that that's what you... They used to call it anyway. If you don't begin, if you don't take the first step... There's all different kinds of bondage. There's alcohol and other drugs. There's bondages to pornography. There's bondages to uh, to spending and, and internet, uh, ed- entertainment. There's all kinds of bondages and, and things. And people often they will say, well, I can quit anytime I want. I just don't want to. <laughs> That's probably true. But God is greater than your bondage. God is greater than your addictions. God is greater than those things. And he said, if you, you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey. But Romans 6.14 says this. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. You are free. You are free to choose life. You are free to choose life. I know it's not evident in some of our cases. And if you're struggling with addiction, I don't want to minimize that. But there is a way out. There is a way out, and it's because of the cross of Christ. God is greater than your bondage. God is greater than your shame. Many of us struggle with shame. And the Scripture says anyone who trusts in Him will never be put to shame. If we're experiencing shame in our lives, what we need to do is we need to turn to Christ. Listen, God is greater than your shame. God is greater than your fear. He's greater than your anxiety. He's greater than the fear of death. My mother-in-law is, uh, has just been uh, placed, uh, she just moved into a home. Excuse me. She's 94 years old, and she just wants to go to heaven so bad. And she says, pray for me that I could go to heaven. And I don't even know what to say because you know, I, I I told her a scripture from John. I said, you know, Jesus said, when everything is ready, I'm going to come for you, so you can be with me. So uh, I, I guess I I just say, Jesus, would you please please get things ready quick? <laughs> Mom wants to come and see you. She has First you know, John 4:18. Perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears does not really get the love of God. That's that's really what it says there. So now, if we'll go to the next slide. It's a little cleaner. Now, I just meant, I just went through this list. I'm not going to do it again. But I, I'd like you to take a look. And, and you know, sometimes we can hear these things, and they go in our mind, and that's where they kind of stay. And, and then sooner or later, we get other distractions, and then we just let it go and forget about it. But I, I just want to take a moment here right now. And in your mind, I want you to just, you know, look at that list of, what is that, seven things? And... Does one of these things kind of hit you in the heart? we are you all good? But God is here because he is greater than sin. I'm not here telling you you're a bunch of sinners. Well, we all are. But, you see, the, those other things, they all the, the list, the top one on the list is sin. But then all the rest of those things are fruit of sin, results of sin. And God can help you because he's greater than sin. And don't don't live with this. Don't live with bitterness in your heart. That's another bondage that people have. That's more of a Christian bondage, you know. Well, they offended me, so I did this, or I did that, or I'm not going to talk to them. <laughs> Do you ever run into that person in the grocery store and you go to a different, different aisle, hope they didn't see you? <laughs> I have. Believe me, I have. And so that, I, I, need, I need this too. We all do. But God can help you. And uh, I've already explained all that to you. So here's what we do about this. Here's, here's just some practical things. And I, I realize I'm over time now, and I promised a short sermon. Huh. Yeah. Well, I'll do my best. The Peter Package. The Peter package. What is the Peter package? Well, Jesus says, you know, Peter, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. And this was the first, you know, the, the first public sermon in the church age. And Peter preached the gospel. And they all believed in it. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure almost every person in this room said, oh, yeah, I believe in God. Oh, yeah, I believe Jesus died on the cross. I believe in the resurrection. Hasn't done me a lot of good, but they would never say that, not here. But here is the thing. On the day of Pentecost, Peter preached a sermon about Jesus, and people said, well, what should we do about this? Peter said this, what you need to do is this, you need to repent. It means, That means turn away from everything else and turn to Jesus. And sometimes we go, well, I, I'm too scared to turn to Jesus. Well, that's exactly why you need to turn to Jesus, because you can't deal with your anxiety and fear. You can't deal with your addictions and your your bondage. You you can't even stop telling white lies to protect yourself. (laughs) Sorry. Is Is that too accusatory for me? Maybe you can stop telling white lies, but there's always something. And that's why we need to repent. That's turn to Jesus. Turn to him. He's the one who's your help. He's the one who's your help. And the second thing, you know what? It it might seem kind of counterintuitive, but listen, if you haven't been baptized, get baptized. Come and talk to me. We can do it. We'll do it next week if you want. There's more water where that came from. We'll get fresh water, I promise. Maybe you haven't come to a place of saying, "I'm, I'm identifying with Christ personally, and I'm not ashamed to tell everybody about it. Repent and be baptized. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, there's so much fighting about the Holy Spirit. Just get God to fill you up. Come on, don't try to figure it all out. Just say, look, God, this is far too complicated for me. Just help me here. Fill me, Lord, with you. Fill me with the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. I want to be able to pray and and not even think about it. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Let's not fight about the Holy Spirit. Let's just drink it all in. Just all of God, all, all of God's representation, all of God's anointing, all of God's grace. It comes through the Holy Spirit. That's where it comes from. So 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it says, The sting of death Uh, Sorry, sin is the sting that results in death. And the law gives sin its power. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, my dear brothers and sisters, this is you and me talking right now. Be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. Because you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Can you stand with me, please? I want to say thank you to you for being so gracious and listening to this message. I believe that God has you here in this chilly room for a reason. And he wants to bring hope to you. He wants to bring life to you. He wants to bring freedom to you. He wants to love on you and help you in your life and give you hope for eternity because of the wonderful huge enormous grace of almighty God and so I pray for you right now I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus for these my sisters and brothers that you would bless them that you would fill them with hope fill them with joy Lord your grace is bigger than all of our failures and it doesn't need to hinder us we can come to you not be isolated from you but be close to you because of the immense grace of God. And now let me just give you this blessing. Receive this by faith. This is from the Scriptures. To Him who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you before His glorious presence without fault and with great joy unto the only God our Savior. Be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. It was a good day.